This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. World Press Freedom Day पर आप सब का स्वागत है on the Hafta. Today, the third of May, is Press Freedom Day, and it is a very special day for all of us because we feel so free that we are running around celebrating our freedom as we are recording really? the Hafta. We aren't. Okay, we are sitting around a table. Fine, <laughs> but in our mind, I'm running with gay abandon through a field of freedom and green. He's a gay. So, um, yeah. So I'll start off with Angrez apna lagana news laundry apna hafta kabi nahi chhodte. Subscribe to News Laundry because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. So support independent media, especially on the Press Freedom Day. Mufat khors grow conscience. Huh? Just reach into your wallet and subscribe. On the panel today, we have a guest who I shall introduce first. This is Deeksha Madhok. She is a journalist with 10 years of experience. She is currently the digital director of the print. So, what is a digital director, Deeksha? What do you do as digital director? So, my job is to shape the. It's a very new company, hmm. uh, and uh, I'm part of editorial strategy, shaping the newsroom, product development, audience growth. I see. So and previously you were with the Quartz and you were overseeing content spanning business tech and pop culture and politics that pretty much covers everything then. So. And uh, you worked at the Thomson Reuters, India Today, and you studied journalism at Columbia University, New York. That how was several was that? years ago. That was how many years ago? That was several years ago. Ah, and not more than mine. Huh? Which year were you there? So we have two Columbia grads. I was there here. at two in two thousand ten. Ten. I was there in nineteen seventy one. Okay. Before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Way before she was born, I was also there in 2010. I was passing by and I had ice cream outside. They wouldn't give me admission. They wouldn't let me come in to see. Which ice cream shop? Some there was some Baskin Robbins. Baskins. <laughs> so I went and had ice cream. So I could say I I just went to Columbia uh, Journalism School. People said really, but I wouldn't tell them that I went there to eat ice cream. So I kind of conned my way through life like that. Anyway, and we have joining us uh, f- on the phone line from Mangalore, our crack journalist Amit. How are you? You're there covering the Karnataka election. Yeah. And you've already filed a couple of stories. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So see, subscribers, bang for your buck. There he is. Just for two or three days, he's already sent us two stories. He's working really hard, and we want him to travel as much of Karnataka as possible. So do subscribe so we can give you more on-ground reports. And with us is our managing editor Raman sir. Hello, Raman sir. Hi. You and me, the only ones not from Columbia Journalism School. Yeah, I'm not. And our editor chief Madhu Trehan. Pioneer of Indian journalism, whose um, uh, session this morning at the Twitter headquarter, well, office in Delhi, not the headquarter. Uh, you can watch on the link below. It was a Periscope today. It's a very interesting one. I have to say what uh, Jennifer Lawrence said when she was introduced by this British comedian at BAFTA Awards. Hmm. She said that's a bit much. Acha. And then she was slammed on Twitter for being rude, and it was actually an inside joke because before they went on, she told this woman I forget her name. She's mm. a very famous comedian in England, the one who does that fashion show with her partner and all that. She's really funny. Mm. Um, she told her she said before she went on, she, Jennifer told her that she really build me up, really blow it up, really make me big. Go whole hog. So she went there and she really went whole hog. And then she came out and said, well, "That's a bit much." <laughs> Uh, and the rest the of the three days, then she had to spend up explaining on Twitter. There's yeah, just too much out, which is why I think one should never explain on Twitter. Who? Can George Carlin ne bola tha? Kisne bola tha? Never complain and never explain. Uh, anyway, so that's our panel. I'll also tell you what all we'll be discussing. And panel, if you guys think there's something more that we should discuss that we've missed, 
you feel free to well these bunch of headlines are all through the Karnataka election so maybe um, uh, young Amit can weigh in on that uh, there of course these speeches happening you know ribbing each other PM to Rahul Gandhi speak without notes in any language even your mother's matrubhasha as he said then Modi trashed the Karnataka election opinion poll saying BJP will win Rahul Gandhi revealed, reveals the poll manifesto and calls it Karnataka ke man ki baat Yadurappa says decision to bring back the Reddy brothers is cleared by Amit Shah so he's quickly passed the buck there. Uh, then uh, Narendra Modi, of course, had his first of whatever, 15 rallies. 15 rallies in five days or three days. How many is he doing a day? Five a day. Or Fifteen. Yeah. Five days or three rallies a day. So I, I do think his um, novelty factor of his speeches has gone down. It looks too too much of a tamasha now. Then Press Freedom Day in India, the INB ministry is the most active censoring agency since 2018 so far. Says a report on Press Freedom. You can read this report on Scroll. The link is below. Then the first four months of 2018 have already seen three journalists murdered and uh, over 100 news professionals and media professionals wrote to Smriti Rani against the online media regulation that they have proposed that they'll have set a committee for that. And yours truly is also on that list as Madhu has also signed it, as Raman has also signed it. And I would urge Deep, uh, Deeksha to sign it. I'm doing it right now. She's doing it right now and get others to as well. Then there was one really disturbing video, which I actually happened to see, and I wish I hadn't seen it, uh, while doing yoga in the morning. Like, this habit of doing yoga in the morning with the TV on is a complete shit habit. Your whole peace of mind goes yeah, through the window. Yeah, I mean, window. that's really counterproductive. So I'm like, in this, and suddenly there's this video of these six guys, like, nochoing the clothes girl. of this girl. I mean, you can't see the girl, but the ticker says she was a minor. In and Bihar. Like, Mid-Asan, you just Is kind of... Bihar or UP? Bihar. And mm-hmm. you're like, fuck that. Let me just go get a cup of tea, grab a cigarette and go to office. Fuck yoga. I mean, it's... I mean, I was shocked at that video. But I, I do think that tells us a lot about a lot of men in our but, country. But also, it, it. I had questions about that video. That there was a motorcycle there. And obviously, the police got the number because it, it was on the video. Mm. Uh, what was the girl's home nearby? Was she on the waist somewhere? How did this crowd of boys, obviously if there are two people on a motorcycle or even three, hmm. uh, how did the rest of them appear suddenly? It raised a lot of questions like I would have liked to know the story. What is the story? And that's the problem with these video clips. Although I'm There's gl- no on-ground report. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that they come out because, you know, millions of millions hmm. of incidents like this take Probably place daily yeah. and we don't know about it. And uh, in the early days, I mean, uh, in the olden days, let's say when there was no internet or video, we would never know about these things. No, even that uh, story of that um, couple, I think they were somewhere in Europe, this white couple, who uh, they were just walking through somewhere in Bihar only. I think it was Patna and these men just started grabbing Swiss. her and grouping. Swiss, Swiss couple. yeah. And because well, I've, I've seen this with my own eyes, in, and this is of course 15 years ago, probably now they're more used to seeing white skin. In Patna, uh, you know, this two white people walking and there was like a they weren't touching them but there was a group of about 30 guys just walking behind them like just looking at them like, like how no, that's strange. one thing about India that looking and staring is okay like in most western countries mm. if you stare at someone more than two seconds it's considered really impolite and very rude mm. and I remember telling someone who worked for me mm. that itna taako mat logon ko and she says kya baat hai dekh rahi hu. so takoing is quite acceptable and um, I do I since this I think I mentioned this before on after I do make it a point that when somebody is staring too hard I just say takomat so what are you looking at strike a pose yeah, come no. on so it's vote. like takomat and it, actually they do get feel embarrassed because they don't realize that their act is visible to me 
Hmm. They think that you know you can just do it. And uh, and there was another clip that was on Twitter about a y- very young man, small built, who's had a pole put across his legs, and the cops were putting a lot of pressure on that pole, nearly breaking his legs, and he's squealing in pain. Hmm. And then he and then they whip him. He has a got, he's got a birch in his hand, and he's whipping him and. I mean, I don't know. Again, there's no who, what, why, but it's yeah. appalling to watch. I hope those cops get suspended or dismissed. I doubt it. But anyway, then of course uh, the Tripura CM Biplab Deb, who is coming up with one gem after the other, from don't run after government jobs, open pawn shops, followed oh, by an A N I bite. The, there's a typo in the Times India Times of India story. No, no it wasn't. That was that photoshopped. Is, it wasn't. No, no, no. This is another typo, not the mate and meet. Ah, then, then, then. That was this clean shit. This is another shit. typo in this story hmm. where they're quoting Deb, in which they say, he's he said. You should, you should run after. They left out the not. Acha, you shouldn't. Okay. So of course there was that followed by an ANI bite of the famous Muchar Panwal of Bombay saying that it's a great alternative. I, I didn't get that. I just found that ridiculous. Then he said that you know uh, civil engineers should take up good administrators and civil works and not mechanical engineers. <laughs> My God, the kind of illiterates we have as governing bodies, anyway. And then of course the role appointment of the Chief Justice of Uttarakhand being uh, appointed Joseph. Uh, Ju- Justice Joseph being appointed. Uh, as a judge in the Supreme Court, of and not fi- being appointed, not being appointed, but I mean, word has it they'll send the f- the file back. And uh, finally, a mob beats up a couple in Kolkata and Metro for sitting too close together, and the AMU Jinnah controversy, and finally the Red Fort controversy, which maybe Deeksha can tell us more about. So before I come to you, Amit, let me just start with our guest. Yeah. Let's start with Karnataka, and after that, Amit can weigh in. You think the I mean, the one question I have is a few years ago, I knew a new few TV channels said that you don't show any political speech or rally for more than a minute because then it becomes partisan. Like, you know, if you're showing one full rally, you're used, your platform is being used to. So whether it is Modi speaking or Rahul speaking during the Lok Sabha election, many people pretended to have these rules to begin with. By the end of it, because the TRPs of Modi's speeches, once Modi would start talking, End-to-end, end, all, channel was all running prog- full program would be suspended. From beginning till end. And that's all you saw, which again happened with Modi's speech here. What is your take on that, Deeksha? And what do you think of, so far, what's happening in Karnataka? And also, do you want to wager who's going to win? Uh, to the last question, no. But <laughs> I think... See, I mean, again, they're trying to control the narrative. It's quite clear over there. Since Modi has gone there, I think he's trying to turn this from being a Siddharamaya versus Yadirappa battle into a Modi versus Rahul Gandhi battle, which is why these these speeches, which is why that, you know, Namdar versus Kamdar, mm. or can you come and talk for 15 minutes? I, I think yesterday Siddharamaya said that can Modi talk for 15 minutes while looking at a piece of paper on mm. BJP's achievements in, in Karnataka? Sure. So it's like... You know whether you look at a piece of paper or not. It's it's it's, it's a bit of it's it's kind of like comic so, at this so you point. Think he's, but he's basically successfully managed to make it a Modi versus Rahul. I don't know if it is how successful it is. It's just started, but hmm. um, they are clearly trying to deflect attention from the whole Reddy brothers local issues. Uh, the Reddy brothers scam, the the right. the, 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 the corruption, the, the, the that big, scandal also. Okay. So, 
Uh, Let's see what happens. Uh, what do you think, Amit? Is it um, have they successfully managed to make it a central figure issue, or are the local issues still primary? What are you getting? I think. I mean, I was in Bangalore, and I just used Bangalore. Bangalore with a B, and I'm Bangalore with an M. You were in Bangalore with a B. Now you're with Bangalore with an M. Yes. Oh. And uh, so uh, journalists and the locals here are saying one thing very specifically that uh, this time. Uh, no political party, whether it be Congress or BJP, have been able to, you know, create a pan Karnataka issue. So, with coming of Narendra Modi and all those speeches, now there's an attempt here to convert the entire narrative between, as uh, uh, Diksha said, that between uh, Modi and Rahul Gandhi, because then it'd be easier. Uh, because so far, despite several attempts of uh, creating anti-incumbency factor against Siddharamaiya, that sentiment is not that strong. Hmm. So, yeah, and uh, local issues are there and uh, it's again, uh, uh, what we are getting on ground is it's uh, the local issues, rather the regional issues. Within Karnataka, you have different reasons. So, hmm. uh, like in Mangalore, uh, since morning, I've been meeting people and here the narrative is completely different from what it was in the state capital. Like what? Uh, what's different? Uh, state capital, uh, see, you have a larger political uh, narrative going on and then there are civic issues of this uh, uh, Bangalore which were important or, uh, you know, uh, which were being talked about or they released a manifesto, regional manifesto. Uh, here in Bangalore with the M, uh, uh, the narrative of the BJP uh, here is that you know, they, they want to portray the Siddharamaya government and the Congress uh, government in the state as one which is uh, into minority appeasement and it is, they said it on record that uh, this government is against the majority community. Right. And the Sangh, Sangh Parivar is directly involved in the entire campaigning process here and they have no qualms in accepting it. So that's the difference between when you travel from one region to other. So I'm sure if some report, if you speak to some report in Mysore region, they will tell you a completely different story. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything you want to add to that, Diksha? No. Uh, taking on what he just said, um, taking it forward. So I think like Bangalore, uh, the Karnataka is extremely complex. Like when we guys think about in Delhi, when we think about Karnataka, we a lot of us just think about Bangalore. But um, I was recently reading something that you know, Karnataka is like you have to, it's divided into six, you know, pockets. And from each pocket, you'll get a different political narrative. And you really have to understand the diversity of of these pockets in order to understand what's going to happen in the, in the elections. And I think that also explains why uh, BJP is so keen on having the Reddy brothers on board because the mining lobby over there is also very powerful. And uh, you probably need it on your side too. So, Madhu, if you could come in and after that, Raman. So, so, are we to conclude that corruption is no longer an issue? It was just this big Lokpal who had that was created. Because that time, let's face it, UPA got decimated because of corruption becoming an issue. So now, if the largest party can so brazenly take back the Reddy brothers who have got a lot of media in the last several years about how corrupt they allegedly are. Um, and It's very surprising. And also... Because Modi has been able to um, avoid corruption, particularly in the, on the higher levels in terms of ministries and ministers, uh, there's been no accusation of any scam in his government. We have to give him that. 
So why would they pick up the Reddy brothers? Because they carry a huge vote block? I don't know. It seems counterproductive in my view. They, there are many other people they could have chosen. But why them? That's the question. Daman sir. And not just Reddy brothers. I mean, mm. seven of the seven of the of family. Their family. Yeah, seven tickets. Yeah. So is, do they have a constituency that is important? No, I think, I think in Karnataka, uh, as uh, Diksha said, uh, it's very complex. First of all, I think there is an urban-rural divide. We need to think of politics in terms of urban and rural. You asked about this central, whether the central issues or the central leadership is playing mm. heavily on the minds of the people. I think in the urban area, yes. Modi, area. Ha, Modi is able to. And in rural, rural areas, you have small, small issues. So, ready, getting ready, uh, you know... Uh, to fight on uh, BJP ticket is not going to affect uh, the BJP chances. Really? Yes. I think that's tragic. Yes. But uh, I just have one comment, um, which is actually more media critique, is the interview that Shekhar Gupta, um, Pranoy Roy, and um, um, the Rais, the Rais, right? The psychologist, the did with HD Devagoda when Devagoda said, "I'll disown my son if he ties up with the BJP." And after that, Modi went on and praised this one. Uh, I just found that uh, Pranoy has lost that thing he had of interviewing people. Now it seems a bit laboured. No, Abhinandan, listen, Pranoy has never been a journalist. He's a psychologist by profession. But his interview used to be decent, Madhu. Well, I think our standards were different then. Hmm. Because now we expect uh, sharper questions and real answers. And I think... Uh, you just conducted in the say 15 years ago you just conducted a pleasant interview it was all right mm. so now we expect more from an interviewer yeah, and I don't think I don't I do, cannot recall a single time that Pranoy has ever asked an uncomfortable question well this time he did he kept repeating that you know uh, he says there's no way we'll chance tie for the BJP but he said that your son did tie up last time your son tied up last I mean, time he asked, I think he asked in a very subtle way it doesn't I mean that person yeah, fine. No, I accept you don't that. have you to bash him on the head uh, yeah. but yeah but it's it does, fine it does. but I, I find him overly polite hmm. I, I, I'm you know you've been watching too much Arunab no <laughs> yeah possibly but I think um, our standards have also changed as I said but I think that sharp journalistic uh, interview edge, edge that an, an, a journalist has, I don't expect that from from Pranoy. Okay. Um, Diksha, you want to weigh in, although disclosure, you know, print founder is Shekhar Gupta, who was a part of that panel. But you think um, interviews of that generation are overly polite? Um, I know Madhu's aren't, because <laughs> quite on the contrary, I've been told. But, uh, and, and now our standards have changed. Do you feel that? Being the youngest on at this table. I mean, I would rather not comment on this particular... Generationally, uh, not specifics. I think it also depends on which, uh, which medium you're from. So, mm. for instance, if you look at some of the newer players, if you look at what Scroll does, or mm. if you look at News Laundry, or even foreign publications like Pods, etc., they have a very different tone. Mm. Um, they are very edgy with their questions also. And... I, I do think that the older generation was a little more polite and oh. subtle. What do you think, sir? Were you polite? Not the older generation. I think it's particularly NDTV and Pranoy. They have an, a sort of a... I mean, I, it's very judgmental, but <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. I find their correspondence rather 
proper. You know, Hamang Ray's log. Yes. Very perfect English with very accent, you know, sort of almost convent British accent. Mm. And that kind of thing causes me great distress mm. in a journalist. I'd rather have a journalist who is of the area with that region's accent, speaking English with that region's accent, saying yem yai, I'm comfortable. Yeah. And because it gives me a feeling that the guy understands the state he's authenticity. in. Authenticity. Of authenticity. So when somebody, to me, these kind of people look like parachute journalism. That they've come in from another planet, they come in and they ask the questions without really understanding the issues. Although I will say some of his analysis is very good. I find it useful because, you know, he juxtaposes various other local body elections with and how Pranoi, it's been. Yeah. yeah, but that's his work as a sophologist. His, he's good at establishing patterns. I think he's still very good that at that. He's a sophologist, but as a journalist, in the last general election, he was out on the road uh, interviewing people. Oh, I saw that. Uh, that. You know, once mm. with Amit Shah and all. Yeah. And I think he was trying to be cheeky. Yeah, but they were too poor. I agree with you. It was, it too, was just cheeky. Too good boy. It mm-hmm. wasn't solid journalism. Now, if you compare it, okay, he's my brother. But if you compare an interview done by Arun Puri, he's not a journalist. He's not a trained journalist. But his interviews are journalistic. Hmm. He is very journalistic. He's very ed- editor when he's uh, edit- position of an editor when he interviews somebody, a politician. His interview with Sonia Gandhi. I think it was journalistically very correct. Hmm. Okay, um, so before we move on to the next, um, Amit, you have anything to add from there about this rural-urban divide that uh, Raman sir spoke about? And also, how big a player is uh, Janta Dal Secular? We have a goddess party. As I said, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I would differ a bit. Uh, it's more about the reason. Like, uh, if you go to Mysore region, there's a different kind of politics where you have Janta Dal's bastion. So, uh, politics there, the narrative there is completely different. In the coastal Karnataka, where I am right now, it has more to do with the, uh, you know, the communal divide in the society, which has been created over uh, uh, decades, years, by both Hindu and uh, the Muslim fringe groups. And this time, uh, because uh, the PFI, SDPI, which uh, worked as a Muslim fringe group in the area, in coastal Karnataka belt, they are not contesting uh, uh, polls, uh, saying that the uh, they don't want uh, the BJP to win. It's a close contest, hence uh, they withdrew their candidature. So, uh, and again, in Bombay, Karnataka, it's the Lingayat issue or, or the agricultural issues uh, they, uh, they are, which are going to play key uh, role in the polls. So uh, that is uh, one thing that I wanted to add is uh, with with the with Narendra Modi's speeches, like I. Uh, uh, got access to what he's going to speak on FIP, uh, the first five lines. Hmm. And uh, in the last uh, uh, rally where he was speaking, the first rally rather, he spoke in Kannada and he referred to local gods and leaders while, while he was opening his speech. So uh, that is one thing we should give credit to Narendra Modi for, you know, kind of trying to connect with the local people. And I, it struck me when the cab driver who was with me, he, he suddenly became very happy and he showed me this uh, clip of Narendra Modi where he was speaking in Canada and then he said that uh, Rahul Gandhi to bol nahi pata hai kam se kam koshish kar rahe. And uh, second thing, like in this, uh, this rally which is going to happen in Mangalore, uh, he is talking about uh, Sri Narayan uh, Guru who is the local, you know, he, he was a reformist 
so he is he is invoking his name. He is also talking about a, a freedom fighter uh, from the past, and then uh, he is talking about Parshuram, uh, which is considered uh, mythologically it's considered that uh, it was his area, and uh, so that's for the Hindus. And uh, Sri Narayan Guru Swami will uh, is is uh, the uh, leader for the uh, for the Bilawa community, which is the dominant community in Bangalore and the coastal Karnataka. So uh, what I was trying to say is that he he tries uh, to get a local touch and connect in his features, and then yes, yeah, but uh, no. Hmm. But uh, between Rahul Gandhi and Modi, how many issues they spoke? You know about A and B. What are the ailing issues? Uh, uh, what are the major issues of uh, you know assembly pol- uh, elections this time? So that's what I was saying. There's no pan Karnataka issue this time. There's uh, the BJP is not uh, has not been able to establish corruption as an issue because uh, the political candidate and your BS Yadurappa was in jail uh, on similar allegations. Yeah. Uh, so in different area there are different issues and uh, that. That crisis of Pan Karnataka is going to maybe it 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 would help Congress. Finally, I just want to uh, give our listeners and also Deeksha a bit of trivia. Let's see if you guys know. Uh, where is the factory that makes this indelible ink that is used in election? Do you know where this factory is? There's only one factory in India that makes that ink. Rajasthan, Bangalore. Mysore. So in case you're there, because I've done a full episode on it for History Channel several years ago. And in fact, uh, we exported to many countries. And when I asked the chairman, "What is the formula for the ink?" he says, "I'm not allowed to tell you." And only the chairman of that—it's uh, called the Mysore ink. It's like Coke. It's like Coke. So. And uh, who would said, use it in other countries? Uh, they export it for, for election purposes only. They export it to Malaysia and a whole bunch of other places. So, I went in and we uh, we shot there over like eight hours, and uh, yeah, I had like ink all over my hands. I have a business idea for them. Which is what? That they could do it in different colors huh. uh, for permanent makeup. Like it'll, you do your eyebrows, it lasts for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. Anyway, thank you, Amit. I'll yeah. let you go. Do uh, get us all the reports and dear listeners, Mufat Khors, just so that we can keep our off uh, our um, reporters away from office and on the ground. It does everybody a lot of good. Us, them, and you. So do subscribe to support Independent Media. Thanks, Amit. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Also, we were, uh, you know, we were talking about how Karnataka is so complex and different. There is one really good piece on it hmm. by Vikram Sampath, hmm. uh, who has broken down the distinct regions of Karnataka and what is. Uh, Where know, is this piece? It's on the print. Okay. So I'm plugging. <laughs> of course, here, you but, must. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's one of the most comprehensive pieces that I've read on this. And what is, you know, what what are the different political issues in on in in these areas? So what is the headline? Uh, the headline is: It is impossible to understand Karnataka's complex politics without reading this breakdown. Okay, that's a headline. <laughs> so before we, before we move on to the next, I'll just quickly read out two emails. Uh, the first one by Edgar. Edgar, thank you for your email, Edgar Theodore. So I will read out most of it. It's a bit long, uh, as is the next one. So I say greetings, news laundry team. Something you said in Hafta 169 just bamboozled me. Thought I shall weigh in, but first the context. I'm a subscriber of News Laundry. News Laundry podcasts are my primary source of unbiased content. You screw up sometimes, but hey, nobody's perfect. I'm part of an organization in Dubai, 
and lead a division for new media managing teams on mobile apps and content including podcasting for East Africa. So in short while I don't claim to be an expert but I'm not a novice either. So great you are a, you you do content for East Africa and podcasts my god we must get in touch with you. So he says in my view your core monetization depends on the podcast hafta to sustain and as revenue you might disagree but from a user's perspective it appears so you're right most of our uh, listeners will pay only for hafta. The process of subscription requires effort on part of subscriber to complete the transaction. Logically that's inefficient because drop rates from potential subscribers will be four five times the amount. While looking, you should concentrate your resources into the analytics of the Mufat Khor versus subscriber time and effort towards ensuring you get more paying subscribers. How does one do that? No registration, payment integration with App Play Store, and offline access. So what's stopping NL? Your website is not so great app. My real reason for writing to you is basically I had said that we had got a quote. You know, we want to. A lot of listeners have said that they want a more efficient system and a more efficient play player and app. And I said the quote is like. about a crore to get the tablet app mobile apps android iphone website everything done and he said um because at that cost how can i put this eloquently is fucking mental so a premium native ios android for both mobiles and a web based model with full automated payment gateway should not cost more than 60k us dollars which would be about uh, 6 lakh and 7 something about 40 42 lakhs okay uh, so he says want to reach out for more so edgar i will reach out to you please mail me on abhinandan.sekriyat@gmail.com i repeat abhinandan.sekriyat@gmail. no actually wait i'll have your email id you've mailed this okay i'll mail you and um, let's get you to help us build this here thanks and the second email is from vishal vishal says i've been a subscriber for over a year the last time i wrote to you guys was during the media rumble podcast i'm a big news laundry fan and i often market and spread your message with pride to wear two news laundry t-shirts flower power and patriot keep news free which i got for sharing in an articles basically what uh, um, rohit says is that there are a lot of people who want to contribute with their time and expertise so he says so if you have you know subscriber volunteers in their expert areas like audio recording like we had that lady who's offered her studio free of cost in kerala we should get about 500 of these subscribers to give 5 6 hours a week for whatever is their area of expertise rohit you have taken the words right out of our mouth we are actually in the process of putting together such a database so that you subscribers can also help us grow thank you all so much for that uh, and now i'll move on to the next issue um diksha the supreme court um it dominated headlines there were many editorials written on it uh, what's your hunch of how um the supreme court is how independent and how compromised do you have a view on it or you would not want to risk the wrath of contempt of court Oh, I think it's um, it's quite alarming what's happening because ultimately, you know, in this in this whole fight, it's the citizens of India who are going to suffer, and um, I think it's about time that everyone gets their act together and act like it does. What explainer would you suggest for this issue if someone would just two or three articles? Which ones do you think are worth reading? So we've done one video on this mm. uh where we started it's it's an explainer on like how this whole thing started how it snowballed after mm. that uh, historic press conference and what's happening right now and what are the consequences of um this mess so I'll I can drop the link uh yes. and then maybe you can share it uh, I think that's one of the most comprehensive ones that uh, we have made at the print and mm. I think it's quite useful Madhu you attended um Arun Chaudhary's book launch yes where he's written a book on this and hopefully we'll be doing an interview with him we'd like to know more about that and um you also forwarded a few links of 
this issue being discussed on various platforms. Uh, what's your take, having read that book, having been there for the book launch? I mean, is it alarming? Are we being panicky for no reason? What? No, I think it's uh, Justice Loda said at the uh, book launch that I want to thank Arun Shori for creating this unease in us after reading the story of the judiciary. Uh, because with that unease, only with that unease will we be able to, will there be, will there be any possibility of transformation. So Arun Shori's new book is about the judiciary basically. Totally. I think the book should be called <laughs> Contempt of Court. I like the title though. Anita Gets Bail. So Sorry? Anita Gets Bail. Yeah, that's, that's the first chapter. Think, but yeah. then I think it's one of his most important books because it deals with everything that's happening in the last two, three weeks, month. And it's terribly current. Uh, a lot of his books have the same scholarship and the same kind of research, very journalistic research. But this one, because it's so topical, it deals with these cases which are happening right now. So it's the lawyer, ju- Judge Lawyer's case, the Aadhaar case. And what it shows basically is that, and I wouldn't just fault the BJP on this because I think every government tries to do this. Uh, the level levels or degrees are different, but um, trying to appoint judges that are uh, favorable towards the government. While rejecting those who are not. Not. But I think this has uh, gone to a rather high degree in this present government. And also, the book entails how Judge uh, Justice, uh, the Chief Justice... Deepak Mishra. Deepak Mishra, in many cases, he proves how loaded benches are chosen for particular cases. And it and the judges he'll, he'll that went public, the four judges that went public, mm. um, you realize that when you read the book, they had no choice because they had tried every avenue with the chief justice. Do you think he risks contempt? I mean, he's too big a guy to be slapped with contempt because even I think judges only give contempt to someone who thinks... I don't think he risks any contempt because everything there is based on facts, on documents. Mm. None of it is conjecture. It's basically taking the documents, publishing them, and interpreting them for the reader. And you, and I don't, I don't think they have any basis for contempt. But without the phrase contempt of court legally, I'm saying contempt of the judiciary. That's what the book is. I see. Sir, what is no, your I, take on this? I think uh, we definitely uh, have an issue with the judiciary. And, uh, but this, I want to focus on this Joseph issue. Right. See, the media has painted a kind of picture that Joseph is a messiah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but nobody even bothered to look at the kind of judgments that he has given. Only one judgment we speak about. Uttarakhand, governor's he, rule. Uh, that governor's uh, rule that uh, he just uh, hmm. gave a decision, decision against that. And that was uh, Congress government was in power at that time. Right. That's the only judgment that we speak about. Hmm. This can also be interpreted in a way that this judge may be or might be siding with the Congress political party. Hmm. I happen to know a couple of, uh, you know, uh, cases that uh, this judge has been handling right now. And these cases are, he has handled it very badly. In fact, even uh, at, uh, in one order, not judgment, in order, he has said that I did a mistake. Uh, He has written that, uh, Mm. you know, uh, and, and signed it. And in another judgment, which is happening right now, where he's He's uh, trying to defend 
uh, it looks like the judgment is yet to come out. But uh, there is an officer who has been posted, you know, in one place for 15 years. And but the the he was supposed to be transferred after three years. The post is very lucrative in the forest department. Mm. Uh, and Uttarakhand is all about forest. Okay. Mm. So, so uh, and this officer went to the court, to his court, and uh, this officer is getting a lot of support Relief. so far. So, what, is he's so not what I'm trying to say that Joseph, don't make, if you look at uh, administratively, the government has a right to return. But that's not the reason they've given for rejecting the... Hmm? But that's not the reason they've given when they no, no, did not no, accept not the, the reason, But at the same time, I know, it was not the reason. The thing is, they feel that he was siding with the Congress. So, so he, he, I mean, that's how the BJP... The reason is that he's but the Kerala, Kerala the, the thing. State, ah. the, 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 stated, the stated ah. reason is that there's not, there's too much over-representation and the, the data shows there is no such thing. There are many, you know, judges, there are three from one state also. But, uh, I mean, the one, sorry, so you want so to... So the collegium uh, decision binding on the government is uh, not, uh, you know, on the, on the paper, this is not uh, right. I, I uh, happen to actually on the uh, the CGAC um, mm. debate, I am on the side of the collegium system as of now. Not because I think it's perfect, it's very flawed. But I would rather have a flawed judiciary picking judges than a completely rotten political system. So if those are the no, two I choices... Agree. I agree there. And, but the one uh, judgment that I disagree with, I think it was of... Uh, I mean, I, I think either Kurian or Chalmeshwara, because both of them are heroes right now, uh, was the judgment when, uh, you know, Madhu, when he did the Section 66A and Section 66A was struck down in the IT Act, they upheld Section 69A, which basically allows the government to block any website that they want without giving the website mm. a chance to appeal. And... Um, so, yeah, many judges who today are heroes at that time, you know, gave judgments that... But I would still, you know, scrutinize each case on the specifics of that case rather than is judge ka character kaisa hai? No, we, we <laughs> have this tendency to see either a person, like a, a hero or a villain. Sure. Okay, which so is here not the, the case. Uh, which is not the case. Sure, fair enough. Okay, now Madhu, I'd like to start with you on this issue. The issue is the Aligarh Muslim University, there is major bawal happening there with the, you know, ABVP saying... How dare Jinnah's photograph be there, portrait in their students' union room? Uh, he was, uh, Aligarh Muslim University, one of the founders was Muhammad Ali Jinnah. And they say, well, he was, you know, one of the founders and his picture's there. So, so it's there. Your view, should, is it an issue that is big enough to, you know, for student unions to take it down? Should Jinnah's picture be there at all? See, this is actually an international issue. Because mm. in America, there's a big... Hangama about these southerners keeping the confederate um, statues. statues which now times have changed and a large part of the black population are voters so many of those statues have been taken down I am old enough to remember the time when India Gate had Queen Victoria's statue sitting there mm. and uh, when they took it down uh, there was no controversy People just said, Gai, achi baat hai. But frankly, I didn't mind her sitting there because I found it like a joke. It was like a joke on them. To put Mahatma Gandhi is like a stereotypical thing. For me, this was a satirical art form that Queen Victoria is sitting there and we're laughing at her like you sit. Mm. Karlo jo marni. 
So I, I don't see these statues and photographs as seriously as somebody that you admire or worship, so you put them up. You also can treat it as he's he was here, so what? Okay, Raman sir? We just got a report from the uh, Aligarh Muslim University. We have a student report over there. Hmm. So he, in fact, uh, you know, what is really important to know that this fellow is telling us certain things that the media has reported was absolutely wrong. Such as? For example, the right-wingers did, they, we, we reported that the right-wingers thrashed AMU students, hmm. which is not true. He says no one was thrashed. Yeah, mm. No one. No no right-wingers thrashed the students. Mm. Was anyone... Th- right-wingers did not burn Jinnah's... Was fish. anyone thrashed? No. Was anything burnt? No. So the whole story is cooked up? No, no. There was... No, no. Of course, there were processions. There's video evidence of the processions. I don't know what this guy's talking about. I think there's also video evidence of... That I've seen on Twitter. Burnt. So there's... I mean, there are guys chanting and I think they burnt a Jinnah effigy. I saw some violence so I'm also. I'm not sure what this boy is saying. I don't know when he's, but I, I've, I've seen the video evidence of this. I don't know about the thrashing bit. I haven't seen video evidence of thrashing. No, the, 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 the Tribune has reported that they had burnt the effigy. They say that it wasn't, the effigy wasn't burnt in the, in the campus premises. They so, may have burnt it outside. Mm. But the point is, what do you think? Should, should, should this be there or not? And uh, let's hope we can get a very credible report from mm. there. And we should, you know, get it checked by two or three other mm-hmm. people because everyone make payload their own. Is it a big deal if Jinnah's portrait is still up in Aligarh Muslim University? I don't think it's a big thing. I mean, this has been happening. I think uh, if, if in some of the functions in Pakistan, if, if somebody felicitated, uh, I mean, Mahatma Gandhi, and I think it has happened in the past also. We have reported Bhagat Singh. Uh, yeah, I Bhagat think Singh was, is a hero there. Uh, is a hero there. So celebrated. I, I think it's okay. not. I don't see Jinnah as a. Uh, I mean, and I, I think, think some Pakistan tweeted some photographs. Yes, um, they did. Of um, a statue of Mahatma Gandhi in one of their museums, standing next to yes. Jinnah. Diksha, your view. No, I agree uh, with uh, Madhu here. Why should a university be forced to disown its history? That's what you're saying in a way, right? He was He's part of the historical fabric of AMU. Mm. Um, and also, then where do you draw the line? This is not the only place where you have something associated with Jinnah. I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe that there is something, there's a plaque or something in the Mumbai High Court. Mm. Then there is something in the Congress headquarters also in Mumbai. Hmm. So with Jinnah. Uh, yeah, with Jinnah. Hmm. So where do you draw the line? And there's I mean, his house in Mumbai. There's, yeah, that hmm. too. So what do you do? Like This is... This is photoshopping history, right? In a way. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if it's photoshopping history, sorry. Like, for example, the ISV Hyderabad, that business school, it had these huge portraits of uh, Rajat Gupta because he was the founder. He had got it. And after Rajat Gupta was convicted of insider trading and he served out, they took it down because if it's a you know business school, the only Indian business school that is at par with Ivy League, so they say uh, they didn't want like that. The, I would agree with. They take that, but then aren't they disowning the history as well? Yeah, but this is somebody who's been convicted. All right, Jinnah was not convicted. Neither was Queen Victoria. So I or you know I don't think that it's uh, somebody. I think Queen Victoria was convicted, but it is a Victoria secret. <laughs> So do you object to Bindrawale? I just rolled my eyes, listeners. <laughs> do you object to Bindrawale's uh, picture in uh, Golden Temple? You know, I really don't care, frankly. I don't think it's such an important issue. If I go into somebody's house and I see uh, Hitler's photograph, or 
let's take it more real. I see Winston Churchill's photograph. There are some many misled Indians who say that my favorite politician is Winston Churchill, not really knowing the full history or whatever, just sounds good. Mm. I wouldn't argue with them if they're that foolish. It's not an issue that you want to hit somebody over. Uh, but Madhu, isn't a person's residence has a different connotation and importance and significance than, like, I think Veer Savarkar's portrait in parliament is problematic. I generally do, because I think he was a bigoted, hateful man. And he doesn't belong in the parliament of India. Um, See, I, I would object if I'm going to leave my child in school and the principal has, uh, say, Hitler's photograph or... Winston Churchill's photograph. I would question that principal's ability to impart education. That I would object to because you're leaving uh, a sensitive mind with someone. But it's a university, the cradles of free thought. If that is, you know, I'm just saying, I don't have a view on this, but I think it is not for me black and white. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not black and white. It can't be. But I would agree that Rajat Gupta's would be taken down because if he's the founder and he's been convicted... And it's and he's alive. Mm. That's another thing. Mm. Yeah. So okay, that's on that issue. Now, um, you know, coming to history once again, uh, and after that, we'll just quickly discuss Biplav Dev's remarks, and then we can wind up. Um, uh, Diksha, this uh, I print has an explainer on this red fort being given to the Dalmias for the upkeep of it. It has raised a lot of uh, debate. Uh, people are outraged that how can you give historical monuments such as this, outsource it to private parties to maintain. Uh, what is your view? So I think it's, see, I think what we need to understand is that India's monuments are in terrible shape right now. Whether you talk about Red Fort or Taj Mahal, I mean, it's turning green right now um, or anything. They're in, in a terrible shape. So I think it won't be a bad idea to try something like some private donors and see where that goes. It's not the first time that it is happening in the world. People are doing that in Italy. People are doing that in other European countries. So, but I do feel that the initial outrage was not based on facts. I think a lot of people did not even look up the MOU. Um, A lot of people didn't know what, what, you know, what this agreement was actually all about. Um, So I think now that there have been articles written on this and the, uh, there are um, more interviews. I think there would be some more clarity on this issue. Madhu? I think more than the financial issue, I think it's the, because the, obviously the government has money to do this, but it's more of an administrative issue. I know for a fact there was somebody from Australia who was trying to pitch these um, uh, guided recordings uh, which with headphones that you can walk through museums and places like Red Fort. And she wanted to pitch it to the government and nobody would even meet her. So in that context, that the lack of imagination of the people who've been in charge of these uh, monuments and museums, like you see the museum, the Indian Museum of Modern Art, and you see the the National Museum, they have the most unbelievable stuff. But the way it is kept, it wants to make you cry. The most valuable Paintings and sculpture are lying in cobwebs with no air conditioning, with no maintenance, with no preservation in mind. So if the private companies can do that, if they can, or if they're just taking, uh, doing it like airports were given so that people made who built the airports, can it was an investment to recover their money and make more money. Uh, 
I wouldn't be in agreement with that because uh, I don't think uh, um, national heritage places should be a money-making um, enterprise, at enterprise. least for a private company. Exactly. It should be, if they can do it and raise the level of all the places that we have, and we have such beautiful, enormous, uh, um, uh, whether it's temples or, I, I don't think, there are very few countries in terms of amount and depth and how far back it goes in terms of history. I don't think there. I think there are very few countries that have what we have in terms of these there treasures. There are a few places that are really well kept, like for example, the churches of Goa. You know, they are really nicely kept, and you know, the walk around there. The Baha'i Temple, of course, it's not an old one; it's a new mm. one, but that's being maintained. Uh, Raman sir, why don't you come in on this? What is your take on on Dalmia Group uh, managing? It's not just the Dalmia, but I think the entire issue. The final print is not yet clear. So I'm a little apprehensive because I feel that every penny is attached with some strings. So right now we have so, the MOU, MO, MO, so, but you don't have actual the agreement. So, is that right? So the, all the details are there. On, on no, it's, it's, it's not yet clear. I mean, mm. uh, why am practically, if, suppose they start start hiring it out for some kind of advertisement and making money out of that, okay. you don't know. But they say that whatever profit that you generate from this, it will be put back into the restoration. My experience is, for example, I'll give you, uh, it's not a monument thing because it never happened in the past. D&D &D, uh, Highway, okay, D&D Road, 400 crore rupees P first PPP, I think, uh, project. Public private partnership. And uh, five, 400 crore rupees they spent. And uh, they have made around 4,000 crore and whatever they were supposed to. They've already made it. Mm. And in London Stock Exchange, they projected that in next 70 years, they're going to make 70,000 crore out of that. And now, they're still collecting money. No, no. Supreme Court has already stayed. Even after the, we broke the story. Even that one was removed for that reason only. And yes, yes. they had recovered their money, yes. but they were collecting yes. toll. So there was an MOU in place in both the cases. But Everything it, was in place. But, but the MOU was changed over time. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, you know, so, so what is going to happen later if they would be entitled to you know hire out some some say some place in part of it for uh, shooting you know the, shooting the thing is i think it's the suspicion with good reason of institutions in india which is why the private sector by itself you know is not evil you know we all know that we've seen private sector having done a lot of good everywhere including the media had not only the, for the private sector we'd have you know the Durashan media which was the worst we've ever seen but the institutional weaknesses in our country and how they have displayed them, you know, demonstrated themselves to be over the years, makes it doubly agent. As uh, you know, Raman sir said, why would someone do it from the goodness of their heart? And while you know there are, like for example, a foundation, the rule for a foundation or a trust is, um, or even a Section Twenty Five company, if you're a director, you cannot take any pecuniary benefit from that. But that only means salary. I can have a car that you know which I'm using only to serve them up. Car ki log thoda dekhega. So you can buy a, you know, and so many people do that. You know, it, you can buy a Mercedes Benz. That's why I don't trust them. I don't trust You can business. say that, same thing with all these cricket associations. So why is everyone from Arun Jaitley to Ravi Shankar Prasad to Sharad Pawar dying to, you know, have control of these cricket associations? Mm -hmm. They don't draw any salary. Yes, but yes. with the 8,000 crores they're sitting on, who the contract goes to, the subcontract goes to, if they fly first class from here to, say, New York, I'm going to meet, you know, some secretary of the American Cricket Association. I'll stay there for a hotel in one week. Oh, I was doing that work. 
So even without actually taking money out as a salary, Indians have mastered the art of misusing such Absolutely. That's why I don't trust this. I, I don't trust but this. But this is a little different because this is the CSR budget sure. that would be used and you're getting limited some sort of visibility mm-hmm. uh, at the at the at that monument. So it's a model that has worked. Uh, well, Trevi Fountain does it. The, uh, I only of, feel that this is now oh, you another mean, the, the, in France in Rome in Italy Rome which is the, what, Trevi what is Fountain it? is in Rome Achha, what does it do it has the Fendi Fendi uh, mint, uh, restored it and what's a Fendi it's a Fendi is a very but. famous brand oh okay where page 3 wear bags and bags and shoes and clothes anyway I'm the Jolival answer Fendi is like the brand Gucky. Gucky, yes. Gucky is like Fendi ka bag. Or Prada. Prada, Gucky. Hermes is the topi. Channel. And Baskin Robin is the ice cream. Robin. Rubin. Anyway, so that is on this issue. Baskinder Rubin. Baskinder Rubin, the ice cream. I'll quickly read another two mails. After that, we can quickly discuss the last issue and anything else anyone wants to bring up. Uh, which is about uh, Tripura's chief minister, who is such a buffoon, I'm amazed, and which is why I have a problem with the BJP more than I've had with any other government. Vicky Singh says, Hello, before I start, last two haftas have been of exceptional quality. I had lots to learn, unlike from hafta 163 to 167, where most of the participants were unprepared except Manisha. She's always prepared. Madhu often gets worked up at phrases that praise young with more positive annotations than old. To counter argument in the last hafta, Abhinandan gave an example. Old are productive when it comes to tasks that require patience, like raising grandkids. Madhu invalidated his example by calling it stereotyping. A good example would be in a war, you would not send 60-year-olds to do combat. You send a young commander for combat. However, the value of a 60-year-old in a war zone is that you need an experienced brigade to strategize the war. As humans get older, they get better at making patterns. Hence, they are great at giving directions and raising doubts. A lot of academic advisors are old and they don't come with great ideas, but their value in cultivating the idea is extremely high. They can connect dots between ideas and existing work. From Washington Post article, he's quoted, the largest mass of great innovation and knowledge came in and inventors in their 30s, 42%. A substantial amount came during their 40s, 30%, and some 14 beyond the age of 50. So there is data to suggest that average age of innovators is increasing and there are 50-year-old innovators as well, but the only outliers in the 60s and 70s. So yes, age does matter in tasks one performs. And arguments such as a 71-year-old lady completing a marathon is an outlier, not a norm. Uh, so he's just basically given us some articles and data based on your and He my thinks debate. he's an outlier, but he has no idea how many 71-year-olds can do that. Yeah, how many have tried running a marathon? Vicky? I'm 71 years old and I work out. And there are lots of young people who can't keep up with me. True. Wow. But are you an outlier or are you the norm? I think I'm the norm. There are so many people my age who... This is what I find a real problem. And that's why it comes up every time. That And it came up in that WhatsApp thing also. I don't know if you followed it. No. When on that online journalism group. Oh, right. That where some said guy that says, that these oldies, uh, the young have to take the lead. The oldies will uh, retire and they're this and that. I said, hey, <laughs> oldies will not fight? It's the oldies who fight. We've got nothing to lose. Mm. So it's it's a this and then when somebody says, for example, you look so much younger than what you are, they think they're paying you a compliment. <laughs> it is not a compliment to look young. Young is not better. Who mm. decides? It's brainwashing. 
it's total brainwashing with this youth thing that youth is better how many lazy youth young people do you know who can't even walk to the next thing they'll take a lift i don't know madhu cause i myself am quite young what was sorry what last time i met you um you mentioned that you can do 30 surya namaskars you're looking at madhu yeah. madhu yeah, yeah. Um, 40 now 40 now i can't do that you can't i can't no. cross 15 so. so if you're looking for surya namaskars <laughs> you know who to contact uh, in in no, all this thing no it's the mind also you know i mean to say that i i'll tell you the struggle that i've had in india is that every time a new medium comes in the struggle to get the young people to start thinking afresh when i started india today the magazine to get them to not write victorian english was my biggest struggle stop writing victorian english write like you speak today it's written normally okay when i started news track everybody in their voiceovers in their tone sounded like doordarshan to break that down and allow regional accents was such a struggle then we started aaj tak everybody in aaj tak sounded like news track i said tum hindi bolte ho use hindi slang why using doordarshan yeah, hindi no, i see now Madhu. today in this in on the website the struggle to get reporters to stop doing everything in text to think afresh to think visually to Video, take a graphic a, a, animation to take yeah. to take animation to take a a, a voice um, an interview on your phone and put it up instead of writing a long putha which nobody will read it's a struggle so don't tell me that young people embrace new ideas it's just the person okay there are young people who will come up with great ideas but they it, it's not got to do with age i'm sorry before i weigh in raman so you want to weigh in on this I'm one of the oldie. You're an oldie. Okay. Now I will and say this. Of, I I I who agree with all the names. I I agree with of all the companies that I've worked for. Hmm. All right, India Today. Who thought of the names? Who thought of News Track? But you who were young then. Who thought of Aaj Tak? Hmm. You thought, thought of News of Laundry. Why India? Who thought of News Laundry? Okay, but here's who what I'm saying. Who thought of the title of my okay, book? I'll tell you where who I. Who thought agree. of Media Rumble? I'll tell you where I disagree with you. I disagree with you. While I uh, agree that old does not mean um, irrelevant. Look at your mother. So uh, no but what i'm saying is from my own experience i think there is space between the two extremes to say that everything i'm 44 today when i was in my 30s i used to write scripts for a, a satire tv show at 5 in the morning that was gustakhi maaf that perfect no, that show. i give you i don't have that stamina that okay, i had when now, i was today at 44 then i would shoot with rock and roll all day and, for, and forget me directing writing and shooting and coming back to the hotel sleeping then waking up again and doing that whole thing for 20 days on the trot mm. I could do that at 30 I cannot do that at 44 but that I give you but but just not just that I find that Rocky and Mayur their own doctor said yeah you can't continue to eat like this you aapka pehle pach jata tha ab nahi pach sakta you cannot eat six meals a day cuz no, we are shooting a show I did I used to sleep for 3 hours for years mm-hmm. when I was running news track and everything and and I got a medical problem because yeah, of that exactly mm-hmm. but I was young even then so it's a it becomes like how long can you abuse your body exactly and then at at a certain age it catches up with you that's the only thing I can if I go two nights in a row without 8 hours of sleep the third day I fall ill but then there are I people could... like Leslie Stoll who's my age who works for 60 minutes and you see her on camera and she works hard exactly again i'm saying the outliers but christian amanpour is i don't know what her age is Just but she's not much density, younger than me muscle density with age it goes down i mean but i won't no like to see it as old versus young uh, you know debate but mm. uh, i mean i think you have all kinds of people but there is at a, all kind of age what i'm saying is there is a brainwashing that you think that young is always better it isn't always better it isn't in terms of ideas grabbing innovation uh, doing things differently gra- learning a new medium it's not always got to do with so it so nia vicky ik maranga 
ਤੇਰੇ ਕੰਨ ਦੇ ਨੀਚੇ ਬੱਚਾ ਇਹ ਵਿਗੜ ਗਿਆ ਵਿੱਕੀ ਮੁੰਡਾ ਸਾਡਾ ਬੋਲੇ ਕੁੜੀਆ ਬੈਂਡ ਵੱਜ ਗਿਆ ਐਨੀਵੇ ਸੌਰੀ ਦੀਕਸ਼ਾਸ ਵੰਡਰਿੰਗ ਵਾਟ ਆਈ ਇਟ ਦਿਸ ਲਾਸਟ ਲੈਟਰ ਇਜ਼ ਫ্রম ਧੀਰਜ ਹੀ ਸੇਸ ਮੰਮੀ ਜੀ ਆਈ ਯੂ ਕਾਲਿੰਗ ਮੀ ਮੰਮੀ ਜੀ ਧੀਰਜ ਹੀ ਸੇਸ ਸਸਰੀ ਕਾਲ ਸਾਦਰ ਪ੍ਰਣਾਮ ਆਪਕੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਹਫਤਾ ਸੂਨਾ ਅੱਛਾ ਯੂ ਵਾਂਟ ਹੈਫ ਹਫਤਾ ਆਪਕੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਹਫਤਾ ਸੂਨਾ ਸੂਨਾ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਥਾ ਨਾਉ ਰੀਡਿੰਗ ਦਿਸ ਮੰਮੀ ਜੀ ਕਿਉਂ ਨਾਨੀ ਜੀ ਬੋਲ now reading this i'm more likely to make an assumption that i'm north indian my name shall reimpose the stereotype but i'm humble south indian from mangalore <laughs> so i think i've made my point on stereotype just like swetha godavath his article does so who is swetha you ask did you abhinandan she wrote an article on the us versus them phenomena from the psychological and neuroscience aspect for guess who news laundry why all the sarcasm yara none of you recommended in the previous two haftas so i am urging your own hafta pl- i am using your own hafta platform to promote a news laundry science that's wonderful thank you guess ranganathan is the missing link not that his contribution to the desk has been great i was wondering if swetha can be on the hafta once in a while to get a neuroscience or psychological perspective that's a great idea to answer can't understand why people do this so she can explain why people do this in the human mind curious to swetha for a fantastic two part story in elf for carrying it dheeraj and in the end he says baksh diya tum haram khoron ko still waiting for the infra live reporter who worked on the chanda kochar story on hafta but that's applicable to all our discussions then why do people do this exactly dheeraj you know you first of all thank you for the email thank you for subscribing thank you shweta for the wonderful article and i'm sorry we didn't recommend it well i am recommending it now the link is below and there's a great idea you know shweta uh, uh, our wonderful producer here shubham and uh, rameshwar who's recording this shubham let's get in touch with shweta and let's get her on the podcast every alternate podcast let's let's get her you know one thing that that struck me that mm. related to what he's saying that why do people do this <laughs> one of one sentence that i heard narendra modi say in his speeches in in one of his speeches in karnataka was that hum acche kapde pehnte hain to unko chupta hai so meaning when they called him suited and booted mm. because his because of his monogrammed suit and it reminded me of mayavati when she was accused of wearing these huge diamond necklaces mm. and she says jab chamar ki beti jab dalit ki beti heere pehenti hai to log bolte hain ki kyun pehne ameer log aur brahmin log pehne to koi kuch nahi kehta so i think like that element of why do people do this so why did narendra modi wear that monogram suit mm. why does she wear the diamonds i think it comes from the background that hey now i can do this mm. and there's something to be respected in that that okay he's making the statement that ki mai bhi madonna nahi i it's not that it's an element of i've achieved this now people can superficially say that it's a show off thing mm. i don't think it's so simple as just a show off i think it's a psychological uh it's a power dressing thing yes that it makes I you can feel now, powerful yes now i can do this you thought i couldn't now mm. i can do this too it was a bad which no. is understandable yes. diksha yes do you want to win on that or do you want to go straight to biplab dev No, I completely agree with uh, this is a very interesting perspective that they want to say that okay we can do this now uh, why should you have you know why should you own all the diamonds okay i mean i disagree um i mean i think if you are in a public space uh, you can't be that petty if you fancy yourself as a leader you can't be maybe madonna for those of you who keep wondering why do i say maybe madonna that was uh, baba segal's first or second album's name called maybe madonna and he was dressed up as madonna on the cover 
Uh, and that Mbappe cycle wasn't famous. Not that any of you know. No, who I you agree know. with you that you know leaders. You expect certain style of dressing from politicians, but that is, I think, that statement adds another nuance to that I whole debate. I think in a country like India, and while I agree with you in the context of you know the US, that may be fine, or the Norwegian countries, when what may be fine, you know, wearing something extremely expensive. But like when that, um, I may get this brand wrong. No, I so think they would Madhul, be like if if uh, uh, Michelle Obama wore something that was atrociously expensive, she would be criticized. But Madhul, what she's wearing right now is atrociously expensive comp- for what Indians, Indian in rupees, they wear the Versace and Gucci and what they wore on the whatever that that blue thing that she wore in the swearing in or State of the Union. It's Vanity Fair and all right articles on what they wore. Who was a designer? That yeah, but she's very there. cautious. she was known and appreciated for uh not buying very expensive clothes by american was. standards maybe she was but what she i'm saying is she was j crew and that it is not unusual for everyone from kennedy's wife to melania trump no one grudges them wearing what they no, wear no but kennedy was a millionaire on his own but okay, which uh, would be uh, a billionaire today no, no. and trump's wife is representing wealth here's what i'm saying the point i'm making is this that in the us when the president's wife wears like burkini bag that pakistan foreign minister that completely yeah. unintelligent daft woman who was being celebrated by the indian media embarrassingly what is her name hina rabani what was that burkini what is it what's it called that uh, burkin burkin bag burkini burkini is a burka um, uh, all covered uh, uh, bikini so bikini that's called uh, a burkini, burkini bag yeah. she was wearing apparently burkin bag which is like for like 60 40 lakhs no it's I, it i when i was doing that story that when she was coming here that was the first time i got to know the cost of it how much is it for it's 18 to 22 lakhs one bag now, now the thing is that when someone from india or pakistan wears something like this whether it is she who's got feudal money whether it is mayawati or whether it is narendra modi i think it shows how tuchcha you are that you do not even understand that i am the prime minister or the foreign minister or president or chief minister of a country where people are starving to fucking death that's why mahatma gandhi opted so for so you have to be okay. responsible if your mindset is sala main itna garib tha dekh main bhi ameer ban gaya hu main bhi dikha dunga तो भाई आप टुच्ची हो यार फिर आप टुच्ची टुच्ची गिरी करो आप देश को लीड मत करो फिर आप दिखा दो फरारी खरीद लो आप खड़े हो जाओ जो मुलायम सिंह का बेटा नहीं है फरारी में घूमता लखनऊ में जाओ हजरतगंज में गोलगप्पे खाओ सीटियाँ मारो और बोलो देखो मैं भी अमीर हो गया सब ताली बजाएंगे आप प्रधानमंत्री मत बनो फिर तो आई थिंक इन इंडिया इज वेरिंग लाइक दैट पाकिस्तानी वुमेन आई वॉज शॉक्ट आई मीन ंगलिश Uh, 60s and 70s of the hippies generation. She's English, uh, an army man's daughter who moved to Paris and got involved with this guy Serge. Um, I forget his name. Uh, and she lived with him and had his child. And then um, she was known for her style, in the sense her hippie style. So she used to go around barefoot with a basket a french basket on her shoulder so she was traveling between london and paris and her basket her open basket she was putting it up on the airport in the in the plane uh, what's it called loft huh? the hold the, hmm, hmm. and all her belongings fell out and the owner of emes was sitting next to her so she said i wish somebody would design a bag where you, which you could travel and just put everything in 
So then he said, what kind of a bag would you like? And she described it with a, with a fold over thing, which so mm. it locks or whatever it has. It has a titch turning thing and mm. all that. So that's when it was designed and it was called the Birkin bag. And incidentally, she is now my age and I had the most gorgeous evening in New York one day when she gave a performance at Carnegie Hall. Wow. And singing. What, what singing she, and did she singing. carry a Birkin bag? No, she she has asked for her name to be removed because she's a hippie still. Oh, she, so only she doesn't wears, want an expensive yeah, bag named after her. She goes to the Cannes Film Festival wearing combat shoes, uh, combat pants and a t-shirt and uh, torn sneakers. And she to formal events, she always wears one black suit, which she has. So uh, she's anti all this designer thing, basically. And she's asked for her name to be removed from it. Irony. So what bag do you carry, Diksha? I carry a bag from the Strand bookstore in from New the York. Strand. You give the intellectual vibe. I like Nikoba to read. Bag. You have a Nikoba. Okay. So now coming to Biplav Dev. Uh, my question, starting with you, Diksha. I have heard uh, people say this. Um, and I you know, had a similar question last week as well. But last week, it was just a random person who tweeted. And then it became a news point about, I will call in Sonola cab because it's a Muslim driver. Several news professionals said we shouldn't carry that at all because it gives oxygen to loonies. Uh, now, uh, I have also heard people say that at a time when we should be discussing important issues, why are national debates at night about this uh, Tripura chief minister saying that civil engineers should do civil services and uh, you know have a pan shop or keep a cow? They said it is not of national importance. And this is just being done to bash the BJP. Does it deserve a primetime debate? Is it important enough? Or does it deserve a small column somewhere at the bottom? For those of you wondering what I'm talking about, there's a new chief minister of Tripura. His name is Biplab Deb. And every three days Put he makes some mm-hmm. daft statement. Put in the mark, Deb. And he's also said that you know critics' nails should be pulled out and stuff like yeah. that. Um, your take how important anyone are who these? criticizes the government should have their nails pulled out anyone who scratches the government his words are anyone who scratches the government his, their nails should be pulled out how important are these um, how democratic for, for news so uh, you know Biplab Deb he represents the fresh young new face of BJP and <laughs> Madhu's point is just got proven with a big <laughs> so, thank <I> you mean, <laughs> so he's thank uh, you Diksha fresh and young so I mean that's how and he utterly was utterly foolish and, uh, yeah I mean he's a gift actually he's a gift for headline writers but um you know, when BJP won uh, in that region, it was uh, it was historic, and a lot of people expected a lot from him. So, initially, when he made these statements, I think it began with the internet one or the Dinah Hayden one. It started with the Dinah Hayden. The, it started with the Dinah Hayden. She's not Indian culture. She doesn't one. represent the Indian beauty like Ashwarya Rai does. Hmm. I think. We, I mean, we should have talked about. We did talk about it, and but I think now there is a ridiculous statement coming out every two days. And I feel it doesn't really, it's not making the front pages anymore. So even headline writers are tired of this person. And apparently he was called by, summoned by the PM to talk to him. Obviously that was just a plant because no, I but don't that was about anyone. something else. He was uh, for some gun, uh, some other anniversary. It was a priest. No, but the news was. media reported, the print media, yeah. and I don't mean the print as in print.com, but I print as in print, <laughs> that he's being summoned to zip up his mouth. Clearly, that is not why he was summoned. So Modi doesn't really care. You know, Madhu, it just struck me uh, based on what Diksha just said. A big debate should have been based on this. When you have a Mark Darshak Mandal, you know, that when he said no one above 60 will contest, 
uh, you know modi or oh, 70 sorry 70 or 80 will be put in a uh-huh. position of you know uh, in a, uh, and you know then murli manohar or yashwant sinha and advani versus a biplav devar cutter they I rest I mean, my case <laughs> vijay <laughs> vijay the rescue i rest my that case. would be a fascinating i think that would be a great debate and an important but one but you know one point i would like to bring up is debate means that there are two opposing points of view now when there is a subject like a rape i don't see what there is to debate, debate. about it is only then you're inviting people from two opposition parties from the bjp and the congress and whatever yeah. other party happens to be hanging around so that they can sling mud and blame each other yeah. but the issue is not debated no, not there is nothing to, debate. nothing to debate about this. there's nothing to debate about in a rape and if you go through every single day of what they're debating about there really is no debate subject hmm so they shouldn't call it a debate it should just simply say this chill is lam chilli bas chalo delhi come and chill ha sir jo marzi bakwas kar lo what is how much uh, space no, but these does? politicians uh, no space we should give i mean we certainly should he's a chief tell minister. him that he's a he's a foolish man and whatever he's speaking is uh, you know garbage so mm. he has to be fixed up I and mean, he has to be told and we need to discuss such mm. politicians mm. but yes we do uh, but don't fact, you think a, it just warrants a story a new story that he said this he said this and so and so uh, get a, and not one a person to say that he's an idiot and that's enough to spend one hour no, it's 45 not a minutes story. on one it's not a story i mean it's it's, it's a no, satire and somebody show him up and show how no, foolish he is that could be done in a story in a, in a report in a three minute story yes yes it doesn't require like is somebody Hours to say prime time the debate could be then if you take it seriously as a debate that there should be some party in in the debate saying that no what he said is sensible hmm. so do you have somebody f- on your debate saying no he's right i think bjp But will have that very hap- hard time to defend so there's him. no debate there's in that no debate. but with his cow comment that you know you yeah. should like adopt open pan walas open pan shops or Keep adopt a cow, a cow. Hmm. i think that i think the md of amul hmm. said that it's a good plan yeah so that's <laughs> amul sort of it, like yeah the uh, amul backed it and also i think that kind of deserves a debate because you know there's the unemployment and is an issue in tripura up. and mm. uh, if this is the way bjp wants to address it or this is also in a way admission that the government can't create jobs mm. for you yeah. you know you, you this is what things. i was told when we were invited remember um one day the print people were invited one day tv and one day internet mm. by piyush goel where mm. he gave a very professional powerpoint presentation to a hall full of journalists and i was invited to the internet one and after the his presentation he came and sat with a group of uh, internet journalists and i must say they were really gutsy when he said what do you think and they gave him a piece of their mind all of them said this is all very fine but what about jobs hmm. and this i've heard from various bjp leaders that they have decided amongst themselves that look we can't provide jobs so you should do private enterprise i think i spoke about this yeah. earlier that you should do private entrepreneurship is what bjp bjp is going to encourage ho ho <laughs> and <laughs> even and, in the pri- and the point is that how do you tell say a graduate or a high school graduate or a college graduate who's now going to look for a job 
with no money he's barely made it through school his parents are dependent on him to get a job that he has to start a business from what capital where is he going to get the capital which bank is going to give him money the yeah. first thing they ask him do you own property no do you own a car no then you're not eligible for a job they look for collateral hmm do you own a house no and See, for some reason they seem to think that keeping a cow is cheap so that <laughs> also no, even the a government point. i mean every person who retires the job also goes away i mean they, they that job is not, not taken ha and uh, it's not never filled hmm. is happening uh, with with the railways which is the highest uh, job creator job creator employer well it's uh-huh. they're not creating uh-huh. them but yeah uh-huh. it's the highest employer and when they say look at the private uh, i mean the market is going to generate uh, employment we don't have manufacturing industry every i mean uh, 90% of electric no, uh, not just the industry uh, and you know there's a long overdue article i want to write on this i, I mean i quit my job in 1995 uh, no in 1999 and started small screen i was 24 then and ever since we started small screen then we started news laundry i have done some sort of entrepreneurship uh from a pakoda wala to a ptm the biggest hurdle in entrepreneurship is not the market or getting capital or the business idea of it is the emotional cost of being an entrepreneur hmm. to handle the pressure of fuck what if i fail how will i so you know people like modi who have come up through rss you know chartna of the seniors in rss or rahul baba who's come up because he's a gandhi none of them know jack shit about entrepreneurship if he thinks being a pakoda wala is only a question of market forces your decision to be an entrepreneur depends on if you're a pakoda wala how do you deal with the cop and the mcd fucker who's going to come and harass you every day and if you are someone higher up how are you going to deal with the secretary or joint secretary or the minister that is what determines whether you want to be an entrepreneur not market realities and these duffers don't have any clue they just shoot them out of without knowing what the fuck they're talking about from mr modi downwards everyone i mean they don't even know what entrepreneurship is and and that that's the tragedy of our True. country anyway so um Let's um wrap up for the day. Uh thank you for joining us. I'm going to plug once again. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Pay uh, to keep news free. Discuss the online journalism. Oh, um, of course. Mm. How could I forget shocking. So there is first of all all of you who are you don't have to be journalists. Any of you who are engaged in the online space. So you can go on to onlinefreedomfoundation.org. I repeat onlinefreedomfoundation.org and sign in to the letter that has been sent by now almost 200 uh, media professionals and users bloggers anyone who's online to oppose the uh, proposal to set up a regulatory committee full full of bureaucrats for online and digital content that'll be the death of the internet consumers because if there are controls on in the internet space the consumers get will get affected consumers of news and information so then you'll get controlled information only that is palatable to whoever is ruling the country at that time governing the country although at now right now it looks like ruling so on that so about that um anyone wants to weigh in i mean i i don't think there's any debate about where one stands i was just on a panel this afternoon of media nama about this and in a hall full of about 120 people there were four people who thought that it's important to regulate the internet really who did I didn't ask their names four but people. yeah four people which is i mean not that big a number but still there were four because i didn't thought it's a foregone conclusion that no one why want. would they want it what they said was that um you know digital th- the danger of 
stuff spreading is much quicker on digital so while there are laws about fighting fake news and all that they've always existed which is the same logic the government uses for not allowing private players into radio because they're saying radio is much quicker than television so i i don't know why people would think it's a good idea i i think it's because they haven't studied the history of whether 66a or 69a and they haven't studied the law law already exists so there are there are there. more than <laughs> enough laws and yes. the people have been arrested yes. for internet what's been published on the internet whether yes. it's facebook so, or twitter or their own blogs so if they if they were able to arrest and and control websites and block websites which they are doing then what do you need more regulation for diksha print didn't sign no, no there are she has, uh, she has. I will sign right now and there okay. are journalists from the print who okay, have okay. signed it. All right, yeah. my apologies. So um anyway so that so do you get involved with that all of you because it impacts you too. So let's go around um with our suggestions before the suggestions uh, this song goes out to Biplab Deb ki sir ye gana sunke hamari advice le lo aap. recommendation diksha what what do you want to enrich the lives of our listeners with so i can recommend two things of course okay so first i think whoever hasn't seen michelle wolf um roasting mm. at the white at the white house I, I, i thought it was a bit gross really you thought it was gross i let's we should you discuss wouldn't. that you wouldn't you wouldn't you no. would love it mm. i thought it was uh just gross laughter Hmm. Yeah. I think she was trying to make everyone uncomfortable. I And think that's what she, hmm. she I think she wanted people to squirm. Right. That's, that's not what that what the press core hmm. speech is supposed to be about. It's supposed to make you laugh. It's supposed to that's what it is. It's uh, even the even the speech when the president comes, of course Trump has not been coming, but every president historically gives a funny speech. Well, um they try, but this tradition was started in fact I recommend a uh, uh, a piece in the time magazine on this sorry you want to complete your thought no, no, go ahead go ahead no. this tradition started in 1921 or 1928 the white house correspondence dinner being addressed by a stand up comedian the idea for the stand up comedian was that an outsider will come and hold the mirror to both the journalists and, and power the media, yeah and that is what it did so it was supposed to make both uncomfortable uh, i think i read the commentary on this before i actually watched the performance So the commentary I read was that she had made personal remarks on Sarah Heck Huckabee Sanders uh, 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 what do you call physical appearance that she looks like a freak that she looks no, like a, someone from handmaiden's tale the piece was like pretty scary yeah, the, the, the 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 thing was about her physical appearance so i thought pata nahi usne usko motape pe joke kiya shakal ki size pe joke kiya kya but the physical appearance theek hai that is you know not very smart comedy so i read a few pieces on this and then i read a slate piece on this and then i actually watched the performance and i really liked the performance because i thought what michelle wolf did was she took people to the cleaners who needed to be taken to the cleaners because of i mean we forget that these people 
day after day and i think the time magazine makes that point as well and that time magazine piece is written by a, 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 a stand up comic who did this in i think 19 during clinton's time in 92 or 91 or 89 and she said how she kind of like roasted clinton and the kind of things she said what she said about you know different people and the only other person who hasn't attended it other than trump is ronald reagan because he had been shot in an assassination attempt and he so i actually w- watched the whole performance and i thought she did not say anything the handmaiden's tale was not about appearance it was the context of the i didn't know the handmaiden's tale was so when i actually read the piece there is a political and a philosophical context to that so it's handmaid's tale ha jo bhi and hai. it's so the person she compares uh, uh, sanders to uh, aunt lydia i'm i'm i know this because i'm watching that show currently and i love it she's she's this person who is the mouthpiece of the establishment right so she's so even i didn't know that i that when i see it with ansari i was laughing hmm. with this one it was hard hitting it was gutsy yes but it wasn't funny i never laughed once Anyway, so that's your one recommendation. The second yeah. being, the second being uh, the piece that I mentioned about the Karnataka piece, which gives a really the explainer, good the, the explainer. So I'll okay those two, so Raman sir. Uh, there is a very uh, quirky story in DNA today uh, about ICMR, Indian Council of Medical Research, which takes away th- hundreds of crores of rupees, you know, every year. Hmm. the tax pay money so their finding is that the women suffer from high blood pressure because they eat more golgappas <laughs> and chart than men really yes there's an official so yesterday there was a panel hmm. comprising only men who had given this is a very interesting story but did they <laughs> keep it men who were halwais only chatwalas because <laughs> then it would be like even more relevant. so this is the icmr more indian women eat ah. They, they, I, I just repeat, women suffer from high blood pressure because they eat more golgappas and chaat than men. Not because they are completely unappreciated in the household, <laughs> and so, that's so. This is the ICM. Yeah, sir, it's a quirky story. ये दीक्षा और मधु बस चाट गोलगप्पा पी चाट खाते हैं और हम यहाँ बेल की तरह लगे. I saw it happen once. You know, my daughter was getting married. We went to the sari shop, uh. one of those multi sari shops. You know, like many floors. Hmm. And uh, next to it, there was they put up a tent. and they were they said at a certain time they're going to open it for golgappas and there was a stampede <laughs> only women or men also only women so you so as a medical practitioner's wife which is expert enough like for our panels yes because if so hills it is an expert on everything surely being married yeah, to totally. one of the finest doctors in the country for 30 years i'm totally qualified so so is that true women are suffering hypertension because you guys are eating too many golgappas look as far as i can see whenever i've been in any place the men are eating as many golgappas <laughs> as the women <laughs> i hmm. do i eat golgappas. men love golgappas also <laughs> Hmm. The most surprising men who look so proper and everything, and then when it comes to golgappas, all their properness goes and they love golgappas. Hard to be dignified while eating a. You can't golgappas. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it crosses all barriers. Golgappa has a gappa in it. <laughs> I tell you, and uh, I mean I'll just tell you when I shot this documentary film in '99 called Chadar. So we were stuck up in Ladakh. It was after we'd done the finish the film. We were stuck in Padum, which is this village deep inside Zanskar, for eight ten days, and a chopper had to get us out. So. What I'm saying is, you're surrounded in minus twenty, minus thirty, like in one little hut for ten days. It can literally like warp your mind. Like me and Prashant, you know, would we'd be shot with each other because you couldn't do anything. And the one thing that I used to dream about there, that when I get back to civilization in Delhi, was not that I would have gone. I mean, I was 28 years old. I had a t-shirt, I was so bad. 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 I was so bad
गिर जाता था सांस लेते हुए मैंने पहले मेरी बाल जटा हो गए थे सो हैड टू कट माय हेयर एंड आई वेंट एंड हैड गोलगप्पा एंड रसमलाई मैंने कहा साला बाकी सब मरो मुझे तो गोलगप्पे और रसमलाई चाहिए नहाने से पहले नहीं नहा के गया मेरी माँ ने बोला तेनों एक कान के नीचे लगाऊंगी ना सो माय रिकमेंडेशन इज दैट एनी सेकंड वन सर और जस्ट दैट फैसिनेटिंग नहीं नहीं सेकंड आई जस्ट प्लग आवर स्टोरी प्रोफेसर शाहलम इज द प्रोफेसर Doctor uh, at Ames, hmm. orthopedics. So he has written on uh, a satire on Biplob. Acha uh, Biplob Dev. Uh, what kind of a fool are you? I see. So interesting. And uh-huh. the funniest is, ha! Huh, somebody I said I tweeted that and somebody answered, not the kind who, not the kind of fool who thinks that Rahul Gandhi is Kalidas. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Too shy. It was a very good one. Too shy. And I wasn't going to defend that story, <laughs> so I just put a. Um, emoji of laughing, in and fact, I also liked it. In fact, one of I our, gave it a like. One of our regular columnists is writing a counter to the Kalida story. I met I him today. I think we really oh, need this. This is Apna yeah. Meghnaz. Okay. He read it. He said, "I read it." तुमने क्या छापा है? मैं तो counter भेजूँ मैंने कहा भेजना ज़रूर. Okay, my recommendations are like Dheerat suggested. This piece by Shweta on you know why people do what they do. So I think good. He pointed that out to me, and we do recommend that. Can't understand why people do this. So do check out this piece on the human mind. It's a two-part story by Shweta. The link is below. And the second piece I'd recommend is the one in Time magazine on um, uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, written by this stand-up comedian who has performed at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I kind of th- uh, that piece convinced me because otherwise I was a fence sitter on Michelle Wolf. Because a I didn't know who this handmaiden's tale or whatever was. And I don't know if her voice is that shrill deliberately or if she puts it on to be funny. Hmm, like Lata Mangeshkar. Hmm. On that note, you see, I wait a second. You, my number will come. Oh, sorry. Recommendation. Sorry. On that note, On that I was, I was doing pun. I was doing pun. Just do it. Pun. Little bit of a joke. Oh, what? Lata Mangeshkar. On that note. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I have just rolled my eyes. Okay. So, uh, my recommendation, I think, is packed, because in one uh, piece, you have all the 2018 Pulitzer Prize winners. in uh, longreads.com and all the articles that won uh, what uh, all the articles that won the pulitzer prize and they all investigative really great pieces and i love reading long investigative pieces and this has uh, n- some not so long all the all the the listing What's of the all li- the links to all the links to all the pulitzer seven in one yeah and also f- f- photography features that won and this one photograph it just grips you um of uh, Ryan Kelly and he caught the picture the chilling image that reflected the photographer's reflexes and concentration in capturing the moment of impact of a car attack during a racially charged protest in Charlottesville and you see at least five or six men being flung and crushed all at the same time it's an amazing photograph that was that photographer's last day as a photojournalist oh, what did he do this? after that he's now joined uh, oh the pr, PR. company oh, he's the one who made that oh right this is that story okay so this this uh, covers pretty much um, all the important uh, stories that were done last year okay thanks madhu 
on that note now my pun is fallen flat because lata mangeshkar references so the sanu pul jande to it will fall flat so uh, thanks uh, panel thank you diksha for coming thank you for Appreciate having me here it. um and do so uh, print doesn't have subscriptions does it not yet it's a subscription okay they don't so um they are depending on advertisers but we are depending on you so do subscribe to us pay to keep news free and we'll see you again next hafta thank you all bye bye thank you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs>